0: Welcome back to Groovin' with the Girls. My name is Ella.
1: And my name is Lily.
0: In this episode, we are going to be talking about relationships. This idea was recommended by
1: one of our listeners, Miguel. Miguel will be explaining a little bit about our relationships too. We thought it would be interesting to talk about relationships since it is something we surround ourselves with every day.
0: Since this is quite a large topic to cover. We are going to be talking about relationships overall and specifically focus on trust, vulnerability, toxicity, and communication.
1: Stay tuned for Chelsea's Corner as well to hear her perspective. This is the quote of the week. Without communication, there is no relationship. Without respect, there is no love. Without trust, there's no reason to continue. In a relationship, there could and really should be trust, connection, vulnerability, and communication. But sadly, sometimes there is heartbreak, dishonesty, and toxicity. Trust and vulnerability fit hand in hand, as in order to be vulnerable, you must be able to trust that person. When we begin to trust people, our walls begin to come down, which brings the relationship to a completely different level.
0: Finding someone that you can be, finding that person you can trust to not judge you when you're vulnerable around them and when you're at that vulnerable place is really important. So I've never actually cried in front of people before, and the first time I ever cried in front of somebody it was at school with people in my band group and mostly because i knew lily i knew that like if i cried like it wouldn't matter because she was there and she wouldn't judge me and she would be there for me and i think finding that in a relationship or a friendship is super important and trusting people whenever you can communicate those problems with somebody it's it's amazing, you know?
1: It kind of just, like, takes it to another level. Um, Ella and I have known each other for, like, what, since sixth grade, so it's it takes time to, like, you know, open up to people, and oftentimes it's really hard, even for, like, mostly guys, too. It has this stereotype of guys having to be really strong, and so they oftentimes maybe struggle with vulnerability. But it's really important because it kind of, like a lot of people say, tears down those walls, and it really allows you to get to know that person, but on a different, a different level to where you get to show, like, all your struggles and really, like, show a sense of, like, sympathy and empathy for the other person, which just opens up completely different doors. While there are many good relationships, sometimes there can be some that are really negative. Toxicity, sadly, can develop in relationships of all kinds and can be very detrimental to both people involved.
0: You have a best friend and they know all your buttons that if they push them, like it'll hurt you. They know you in and out. You have trusted them with some of your deepest, darkest secrets. You've been vulnerable around them. Now they know how to hurt you the worst, right? So whenever they turn around and let's say you've gone in a fight and backstab you, that's heartbreaking. And it's kind of just like... It tears you to pieces, you know, and that's kind of like the toxicity in that is really bad and it causes you to build up these walls. Like that's one of the reasons why some people have like walls and it's hard to share things with people because
1: something bad like that has happened in the past. To think of toxic relationships, like I don't know if anyone's gone fishing, but it's almost like. You have the rod and the reel, right? And you throw it into the water. But imagine if that fish knew that when it hooked onto that worm, that it was going to come up out of the water. So the fish knows that, you know, this is like probably not the best thing for me to do, but it still gets hooked in, like literally. And that in a way is kind of what toxic relationships are like, where the person knows that this is probably not the best idea, but there keeps things like little things, I guess, keep them drawn in if you let stuff you're in something that you think is toxic talk to someone about it because those little things that you don't agree with or you know you shouldn't be in that is probably going to change you as a person if you're not careful or that person will change you
2: To Chelsea's Corner. Hey guys, welcome back to Chelsea's Corner. As you can tell, we will be talking about relationships, of course, and today I want to talk about the healthy and unhealthy characteristics in relationships in general. I would like to mention that all unhealthy characteristics are not unfixable. Sometimes issues can be just a rough patch in the road and just need to be sorted through. Being able to sort through your problems in a relationship can even make your relationships much stronger. First let's talk about the healthy characteristics. Number one, being able to set boundaries. This is extremely important because if you are not comfortable with something your partner should not pressure you into it and they should respect your boundaries. When you have limits you have a reason to set them and when your partner respects them they also respect you like you should be respected. Number two. Being able to actually talk to your partner, I mean, how else would you sort through something? If they were able to sit down, listen, and have a conversation with you about a matter, that is awesome and shows a sign of maturity. Number three, being able to joke around without getting super defensive. This does not mean that if you actually make offensive jokes, which you should not, that they shouldn't be offended by them because they have a reason. This means making small little non-aggressive jokes and being able to joke back. Small lighthearted joke is okay and can be fun. Now let's talk about some unhealthy characteristics. Number one, being manipulative. Having a manipulative partner is so damaging to both of you and the relationship. If your partner likes to guilt trip you into doing things you are not comfortable in doing, that's not good at all. When they overstep your boundaries on purpose by guilt-tripping you, that can hurt you and sometimes, to an extent, be traumatic at times. Number two, when your partner never listens to you. When you try to sit down and talk to your partner and they immediately get defensive, that's really unhealthy too. You should be able to sit down and discuss what is hurting your relationship and be able to come up with solutions together. Number three, selfishness. Selfishness does not always mean that they just, I mean, for example, make things for themselves and not you. It can go much deeper than that. Going along with manipulation, they can manipulate, manipulate you into things that only benefit them and may even hurt you. Another example of selfishness is when they constantly make situations about themselves when all you are trying to do is explain something to them. Now, it can be very tricky to talk to your partner about some things they do that bother you. And, of course, it can be difficult to talk to them when they show some of these unhealthy signs that we have talked about. Being patient and slowly working with them over time can be super helpful for the both of you. But when things get to a certain point, sometimes it's just for the best to break things off. You should always try your best to help others, but you have to keep yourself in mind and your well-being in mind as well. Thank you for joining Chelsea's Corner, and I hope that this segment will help you appreciate your relationship and or try to see what things you can do to mend some of the issues that you may be having. See you next time. Coping is really
0: important in regards to heartbreak, which sadly can be the end of all relationships. Lily and I provide some ways to cope and how crying, although oftentimes seen as something to
1: hide and be ashamed of, is a good way to cope. I mean, I usually tell people that people are going to tell you, like, why are you not okay? Like, never feel like, I've told my friend this literally, what, yesterday? I said, there's, I'm never going to be a time where you're going to be like, I'm fine. Like, I'm done. It's not like a okay. definitive line. Um, so coping is really important, knowing that, like, you've got to be there for yourself um, because no one really has your back or you don't feel like anyone does when you're heartbroken. So I always like to say ice cream and a good movie is one of the best ways to cope, um, like, in all seriousness. But also talking with someone and knowing that your friends are there for you. Um, it may not feel like it because um, sometimes when you're heartbroken, you feel really isolated. But they're there for you, I promise. And like Ella's been there for me and we've been there for each other. You literally, it's a phone call away. And like it takes so much weight off your shoulders. Um, so that's really, coping is with the people around you. You don't have to do it alone. I just like to bring up like a little fact that I've heard. It's like
0: crying means that you're putting your your body is as emotional as
1: it can be. I would say crying is definitely a method of coping because it's allowing you to release your emotions and it's oftentimes seen as like like ella was talking a little bit about how she doesn't like to cry in public and so that it's kind of some people actually see it as like something to be ashamed of um but it's really just you releasing your emotions yeah music is also a good way to cope because a lot of the lyrics like ella's mentioned a few taylor swift songs are really relatable and so i um have a haiku that I've written for actually for English, but I like to share it with you guys. Um, It's a little bit about kind of music and nature and really just reflecting on our auditory sounds that we hear and how sometimes when we focus more on like our senses, like what we smell, what we taste, what we touch and what we hear, it kind of takes our thoughts away from our brain and really just makes us focus on being in the moment, like Ella and I have stressed in other episodes, so I would like to share that. I have one haiku. It is, listen to the sea, it sounds like a lullaby, drying all of our tears.
2: From
0: movies to social media, there are many societal standards that are set in regards to relationships. Some are more recognizable than others and correlate with specific people in the relationship.
1: Relationships in society and oftentimes the standards, Ellen and I have touched on this a little bit, but there's a lot of standards out there for really anybody. Um, Like you can't cry or you're supposed to be the strong one in the relationship. Or you're supposed to do this and that. There's standards. And it's really important for us to realize those standards and not that we have to be the big hero and save everybody and be like, you know, I'm going to be different because that's hard because um, going against society or like some societal rules and stuff like that can be difficult. Um, so it's really important just to recognize those and be aware that not to, I wouldn't say fall into societal trap, but just to know what where they are and what they are while on the same topic of standards, sometimes society creates a stereotype where the guy always has to make the move or has to be the stronger person.
0: We are going to have a conversation on the question who do you think should be in charge in a relationship or should it be 50 50? While we discuss our point of view on this, we encourage you guys to think about your point of view and how it may be affected by societal standards. Who do you think should kind of be like in charge of the relationship? Should it be like a 50 50 thing? Should like somebody have a little bit more control in it? Like, should
1: somebody take the first hand? So, like, Ella, answering Ella's question, I think that there really shouldn't be a controlling figure in a relationship. That would be like when I think of that, I think of someone's job and their boss, right? That's a very businessy and like very strict relationship. But when I think of, like, relationships between, like, parents and, like, kids and friends and then, like, relationships with romant- romantic relationships, I think it should be really 50-50. And that can be hard because maybe the other person in the relationship doesn't think the same way that you do. Um, but it's really important to have that, I guess, equality between the two and have that understanding. One person is like
0: there 100% of the time, but the other person's only there 10% of the time. That's not really a healthy
1: relationship. That kind of goes into toxic relationships. It's really important for both of you guys to be there for each other because that's what a relationship is all about. My friend Miguel recommended this episode idea, and he's going to talk a little bit about his own perspective on relationships, including knowing your self worth, breakups, and toxicity.
3: So, I want to touch on uh, just knowing your self worth. Um, A lot of people get into relationships uh, for many reasons, and they think that uh, relationships are the only way to better as a person to grow Um, but that's not true as difficult and and hard as it may seem or be um, you have to better yourself on your own you have to put effort into yourself no one's going to do the hard work for you Um, no one's going to do your work for you and it's just the fact of the matter you know a lot of people get into relationships and think that it's going to be all um, lovey dovey, and that the relationship's gonna go really good, and that they're gonna, you know, go far in life together. And sometimes it might it may not end up like that. And so you have to know what you're getting in, yourself into, and what you want. Um, you should make it clear with the other person um, what it what it is you want out of the relationship, uh, what you're looking for. Um, it's really really good to uh, to establish a good bond with the other person um and not just treat them as just a friend um that's not what a relationship is and on the other hand if you're dealing with a breakup um i would suggest uh taking time to yourself um a lot of people make the mistake of chasing um the, that feeling you know of um being in a relationship and having you know everything that comes along with your specific relationship um you know whether it was very mature or um very advanced um depend you know it, it all depends i think it's important to know that sometimes you just need to take a break from life and from just people in general um focus on yourself uh, better yourself, invest in yourself and um explore and enjoy things that you do. Um, it's not always the best thing to try to get back with the person um, especially if they've changed for the worse um, a lot sometimes a lot of people um they will become toxic, they will become almost incompatible they will they will just resent you for things that have already been done things in the past and that's not a good thing and so you have to realize and you have to ask yourself is this a person that I really want to go back to you know just because you both loved each other and spent so much time together and did so many things together you know things change And so do people. And if the person has changed for the worse, um, it's just not a good idea to go back.
0: Relationships are difficult no matter what, but they are the things that help us during the difficult times and can even give us hope.
1: We hope you guys could connect to a lot of the things we talked about and maybe even brought some light onto some things that are overlooked.
0: If anyone has any episode ideas, make sure to DM us on Instagram at Pod, or leave us a voice recording
1: on Anchor. Remember, the more vulnerable you are, the stronger your relationships become. Peace out!